Hey, bitches. It's Monica Hershep and Trina Felber, and welcome to Menopause Bitches, the podcast, where our tagline is take the pause out of menopause. Today, we're recording our first episode, Menopause Stories. But first, a little about me and Trina and how we got started. Trina, tell them about you. (laughs) How I got started with what? Menopause? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How did you come into menopause? No. A little about your background, a little about mine. Tell them a little about, you know, our cred. Yeah. So I'm uh, 52 years old, almost 53. And uh, I'm a mother, a wife, a mother of three children. My daughter's 12 and my, I have twin boys that are 10. Um, So I am also a registered nurse, been a nurse since I was like 23. So we're going on 30 years now. Um, I have a a master's degree in anesthesia, so I can put you to sleep. My, that's not my goal right now. Which a lot of people need help with, quite frankly. If if I'm putting you to sleep right now, that's a problem. I don't want to do that. Um, So anyway, yeah, that's my background as far as education goes. But then I started my business of Primal Life Organics. So I'm a natural dental health expert, natural skincare expert, um, and, you know, speak about how to keep your teeth, take your teeth to your grave, but also keeping your skin looking amazing and beautiful through all stages in life. I talk to young women. I talk, you know, teenagers all the way through, you know, 80, 90 years old. If you're still wanting to take care of your skin, I think that's amazing. And you should. So, um, that's a little bit about me and, um, my background, but my business is, um, a lot of fun because I've learned a lot and I get to help. I call it my new way of doing nursing is to, to, put uh, um, my nursing care into all the products that I make. So without my customers really even knowing it, they are actually getting some nursing care with every product they make. And I can go into that more detail when we talk skin and stuff like that, but it's a lot of fun. Well, and to clarify, your nursing is also, and in terms of how you put it into Primal Life Organics, it's not in a medical way. Like there's no chemicals. It's all holistic and natural. It's not medical in the sense of like, any toxins. It's all completely holistic and toxin free. And it's the first time I have ever seen teeth whitening um, and any dental care that is free from fluoride and all of the other toxins and peroxide and all of the other crap that they put into dental. So wait, listen, you and I haven't even talked about this yet. So this is like a new reveal for you, but this is what's going to blow your frigging mind. Yeah. So you know that I'm doing the muscle testing, nutritional response, uh, response testing, testing, which is what Monica does. And she'll talk about that. But for anybody that's out there, yes, all of my products are completely natural. I only use oils, essential oils. They're all organic, all that sort of really clean, pure stuff. I haven't used conventional products in, let's see, my daughter is going to turn 13. So it's been 14 years since I've literally put anything that's really conventional, even anything outside of my company on my body. When I did the nutritional response testing, nutrition response testing, nutrition response testing, I'm going to say it, she's going to correct me, which is fine. (laughs) I test. So, and we're not here trying to sell you. We're going to get into menopause. No, but this is, this is, This is going to blow people's minds. This blew my mind. I was neurologically, what do you call it? Switched. Yes. Because of personal, the toxins, because of the toxins in personal care products. Mm -hmm. 
That's how long they stay with you. And that's the imprint they put on your body. So we're not going to get into that right now, but I think that's a good lead way into what you do and what your uh, background is. Yeah. And a lot of, and just to, um, to add on to what you're saying, it's, it's, and we know, and what, I think, you know, the statistic, how many, um, chemicals are in most skincare and beauty products in the United States, because they don't ban as many as they do in the European union. And I don't know what the number is, but it's a crazy. Well, most women will put on about 200 or 300 chemicals a day. Yeah. But, and aside from that, most toxins that are around, which we'll talk about at later episodes, because we really are going to get into menopause stories in just a second, but Basically, this all ties in because these chemicals that build up over time do affect your experience of menopause. There are those of you that are going into menopause or in perimenopause where you're starting to go in and there's those of you that are in it. And then there's those of you who are like in the later part. And either way, these chemicals can throw off your hormone balance and can completely dictate your experience in and through menopause. Let me just tell you, because I've experienced it firsthand. And, um, you know, and even yeah. if you're like me who hasn't used anything but clean, really clean, like I'm the uber clean person in 14 years, they stay with you. They can be called like a lot of times you see them called forever chemicals, yeah. but they don't just stay with you, but they can leave an imprint inside your, you know, physiology as well and everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so what Trina was just talking about, and she was just out here visiting and, um, she was doing a guest podcast on someone's show and she stayed with me and we were talking because I do nutrition response testing and work with patients in Los Angeles and have been doing it for about 14 years. And with my history and background, when I was in my thirties, I um, got a really crazy mystery illness that nobody could figure out. And it got so bad that I, for almost 10 years, could not work, could not commit to anything, started to have trouble driving, couldn't eat solid food, couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me, wasn't sleeping. And it all got triggered by this detox program I did and nobody found anything wrong with me. And I was made to feel like a hysterical female and like it was in my head, which Trina, you kind of went through a little bit too. When they can't find something in your labs, they kind of act like you're crazy, right? Yes. Totally crazy. They told me I'm swallowing air. Stop it. That's what I was told. Just stop. Yeah. It. Or it's emotional or you get written off, especially if you're a female, right? Yeah. Hysterical yeah. female. And, uh, you know, and it's really, um, demoralizing and you have to stay strong because a lot of times they just try to put you on antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds, which is not a solution. Hello. And, um, in my case, uh, it took a really long time to figure it out. And at the time I ended up getting into this holistic field because nobody could figure it out. And um, it turned out that in my case, I had been born and raised a vegan my whole life. And I was so deficient in choline that when I did this detox program, you need choline for your phase two liver function, which is part of your detox. So when I did a detox program, I got violently sick and never recovered because it pushed that choline deficiency over the edge. And as a result, it affected my digestion. My immune system got knocked out. I was getting everything I got exposed to. I would get sick constantly, uh, constant pain, eating any solid food, not sleeping, heart palpitations. My skin was coming off my face and bleeding for no reason. Uh, it was insane. I felt like a crazy person. And I thought 
I just had developed some kind of weird disease and they were going to like figure it out after I died because I couldn't Wait, You sound like me. I mean, so many people can relate to that. I yeah. think because you, you get these little things, little idiosyncrasies that happen and so many people poo poo them or tell you you're nuts or you start yeah. to believe like, okay, maybe this is just normal or what, am I making this up? Yeah. So, yes. you, know, you start to doubt your own feeling about it. Yeah. And most of my demographic and the patients that I've seen over the years have had similar stories. I even had one patient who actually had really a bad case of parasites who had gone to a doctor or hospital to get it dealt with. And they kept telling her nothing was wrong with her. And she was arguing with them. They committed her to a 72 hour psychiatric hold. It happened in the United States, right here in Los Angeles. I and believe it. Four years ago. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And then she found me after they let her out and was so traumatized from the experience. I mean, talk about being treated like a hysterical female. I, I totally, I get it. I totally get it. And I'm, you know, I, I've, I've got my background is in medical, like, you know, medicine. I've been a nurse for 30 years. Yeah. Um, I've seen it all. I've been on both sides, but I've chosen for my, you know, I practice, you know, medicine the way that I was taught because that's what you have to, but my own personal practice is completely different, completely different. So I always go the natural route and I know that I'm not crazy. Um, most of the time. Um, and I really, you know, I feel better in the long run, because I know, I think, you know, I stop and think, what would I have felt like if I didn't take care of myself? You know, I know. And a lot of women are in that situation. In fact, probably some of our listeners are going to be in that category where I'm doing everything right, but why do I feel like this? And it's even harder when you're at this age where you're going into menopause and some women are going in earlier and earlier these days, which we're going to talk about on future episodes as well. But because of the food we're eating and the pesticides in the food that are endocrine disruptors. And then the, the animal protein that shot up with hormones and it, the list goes on. But the point is, is that it doesn't have to be hard. And, you know, it's, we're here to share real stories, real talk, and, you know, talk about what we went through. And just to follow up on what Trina was saying, I love how I'm pointing to her, like she's there, but she's not <laughs> and, uh, over there. We can do the Macarena. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not good at that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm 55 and I went through menopause. I, I was trying to actually figure this out on the phone with my dad last night, which is actually kind of funny talking to your dad about menopause. He was like, how old were you when you went through menopause? I'm like, let me think about that. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I was 50 and, um, and I have kind of a funny story about it, but it's interesting because I never had any kids. And so my, who hasn't a different you know, condition than possibly Trina's might be after having three kids and she had them what they call geriatric pregnancy, which is like, I'm sorry, who came up with that name? Is that helpful? I don't think so. Uh, but she's got twins and a girl that are all pretty young. And so you had, when was your first baby? I was 40 when I had my daughter. I, I just turned like 40. Very just, yes. And that's how I related because I wanted to feel okay about it. <laughs> so I was like, well, Halle Berry did it. So I'm good. There you go. And then I had my twins when I was, I was so grateful. It was, I was 21 or 41. Like, <laughs> 21. 41. 41. So I had, that's I had that right before I had my daughter, right. When I was turning 40, right after I turned 40 and then my boys right before I turned 42. Yeah. So I was 41. So yeah. And you know, the twins, oh, I went twins almost 38 weeks with them. So I was, I was, 
big. Wow. Yeah, they were seven. Um, cash is was seven pounds, and Roman was six and a half pounds. So I had two full term babies. That is a lot. I mean, and it's interesting too because I mean that's technically a, women are really going through perimenopause during that time when you were having babies. And, uh, you know, it affects the elasticity, the skin, the vaginal skin and tissue. And, you know, it's really, it's a lot harder having a baby at that age than it is in your twenties. But the thing is, is more and more women are doing that now because you know what, we're out there doing careers. We're living our lives. We're like not ready to have the kids as early as we used to do. And, uh, you know, that's important to talk about here too, because like, what's the difference between someone in menopause or going through menopause, who's got young kids. And is dealing with all the family stuff on top of it versus like single in LA over here, never had any kids. You know, I know there you are single in LA having fun. Yeah. So you, we've got two different lifestyles, which makes it really fun. So ladies, we are going to have a lot of fun with this show. We're going to be talking a lot about what you're going through or what you might be going through, or maybe you went through it and you didn't realize different ways to deal with it. How to like, sail through it so that you don't have all the typical symptoms. Like I, you don't have to suffer by the way. You don't have to, you don't have to at all. And so that whole stigma of menopause and hot flashes and, oh my gosh, I don't know about you, Monica, but I never, to this day, I honestly don't think I've ever had a hot flash. I have had hot flashes, but I, when, when I had them, I was able to figure out what was going on. And I managed, like I handled it. And so then I didn't after that, but, um, but I also watched my mom go through the most, which I didn't know at the time that was happening, but when she went through menopause and she went through really early, she was a lot. I mean, it was intense and, uh, I was scared that was going to happen to me. And I was so lucky because I'd already made the changes in my daily life and in my nutrition and got my metal fillings out and, you know, just all the stuff you do when you're trying to clean up your body. And, uh, and I was so lucky, uh, you know, I had a couple of mishaps along the way that are due to, um, some hormonal stuff that was going on that we'll talk about in a minute. That was actually kind of funny, but not funny at the time, but it's funny now. Uh, but you know, where, um, uh, there's, you know, not just hot flashes, but so many of the symptoms that are classic menopause symptoms that you don't have to deal with that you can make changes in your food and in your daily life that will actually affect and change your hormone balance and make it not such a struggle. And your body is an amazing tool. It really is an amazing tool. So ladies out there, if you're struggling with any symptoms of menopause, the one takeaway that you need to know is that you're not stuck. You are not stuck. If you make some simple changes, either diet, lifestyle, attitude, like some certain things, you know, you might need some hormonal supplements and just regular, whatever, but you're not stuck with what you're going through. You can make some easy changes and get some very quick results because your body really wants to be normal. And it's always trying to function normally or get you back to normal. So if you've strayed, if normal is here and you're over here, your body is doing some things that may not really feel great, but the whole idea is to get you back to that normal range. And so um, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, especially with our backgrounds, some of the guests that we're going to have on are going to be tools that you can put in your toolbox to keep you in that normal range so that you can sail through and not be like, you can be like, oh gosh, I don't even know what a hot flash is. Never had one. 
Yeah. And fatigue and trouble sleeping and all of the things that go along with it. And like Trina said, I totally agree. Your body's always trying to self-balance it. That's its goal. Every moment of every day, it's just about getting what's in the way out of the way. So it can do its job properly, as opposed to trying to squash the symptoms and make them do what you want. You just got to move what's in the way out of the way. And that's the key. And sometimes the symptoms that you get are actually your warning signals. Like yeah. it's like that. Hello. Yeah. It's your body, like knocking on the door going, listen, if you're not going to listen to me right now, I'm going to ramp it up by 10. And that next hot flash is going to be even worse. Like, <laughs> so sometimes what we poo poo is, oh, I'm, you know, just symptoms and I have to deal with it is really your body going, hello, you don't like, fix the problem and me. Like I can go away. <laughs> yeah. It's a communication. I mean, it really it is. is. Totally. Yeah. So listen up, listen up, ladies, listen up, listen to your body, listen to um, some of the good things that you can do to make it feel good and be better. And you can sail through. So Monica, tell us a, um, a little bit, tell your s- story of menopause. It's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> so, um, I was kind of in denial that I was approaching menopause, quite frankly, because I was so healthy at that point. I was doing my practice and I was seeing patients, and um, but I hadn't had a sex life for a while. And I do believe that your sex life does affect your menopause experience because your hormones are part of that experience. And so if you go dormant for a while and you kind of shut that part of yourself down, your hormones are going to be different than if you're getting some action on kind of the regular. So um I had been out of commission for a while, you know, because I was busy with work. I just didn't make time for a social life. And then I went to my 30 year high school reunion where I reconnected with an old boyfriend. (laughs) And uh, so we decided to keep that reconnecting going on, on the weekends, long distance, you know, little marathon sessions. And then in between, I wouldn't see him, you know, for a week or two. And then again, and so my hormones were probably like, ah, you know. And, uh, and I wasn't really having any symptoms at the time. And I would say I was probably 49 and, um, I, I think I had maybe missed one period and I was working on one of my patients. And as Trina knows, we do, I do muscle testing, which is what she was talking about earlier. So you have a patient that's on like a massage table and then they have their arm up and you're just pushing on their arm. And, you know, determining what's going on in their body and with different supplements. And so I had the patient on the table in front of me and it was my last patient of the day. I'd I'd been on my feet, like vertical on my feet, gravity, right? For six hours, probably straight. And she was my last patient at seven o'clock at night. Most of the people are like leaving the building. I'm in a big high rise office building. And uh, I feel like I have to pee, you know, like my bladder feels full. And I'm like, oh, as soon as I get done with her, I'm just going to go pee. And then all of a sudden, it felt like what I can only imagine would be like if your water breaks, where I thought, did I just pee myself? Because it was really wet and really warm, and it just came flooding down my legs. I was wearing black jeans, thank God. Thank God. And and I'm like, all of a sudden, the inside of both of my legs were drenched, and I can hear it hitting the floor. And I, I look down and I, I'm expecting to see urine. I'm like, oh my God, is this what they say when you start to lose your bladder muscles? And is this what's happening? Oh my gosh, not that. <laughs> That's gotta be the worst thought ever. Like, oh no, I just lost my bladder. Yeah, I thought, oh, this is what they talk about, you know? Uh, but it was blood. 
it was blood, tons of blood everywhere. And I felt, well, for one thing, I was in shock. And, and then I looked at my patient and I go, so no charge for the session today, but I'm going to have to end off. <laughs> and then I just like, my assistant was like, oh my God, cause it's kind of dramatic to walk in and see blood everywhere. Right. And it's still common, you know, it didn't stop. And so we're trying to figure out what to do. The patient left. Thank God it was a woman. Um, cause that would have been really <laughs> embarrassing. And, uh, and uh, somehow I got to the ladies room. Um, she found, I was like, go to my car, go to my trunk. I think I have a towel in there and, you know, wrapped a towel around me. I had to take the jeans off cause they were disgusting. They were dripping. Um, and then we just got me to the emergency room where basically they sat me on one of those like pee pad things. Um, and they had to keep changing it. It's called the chucks <laughs> just because I'm in the medical field. <laughs> Thank you. But, and then they just kind of left me there. And then, you know, they did some blood work and I thought, oh my God, I got pregnant at 49 and I had a miscarriage. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, they emergency called my gynecologist and I'm like at Cedar sinai emergency room. Right. And it's like, now it's getting late at night. Now it's 11 at night. It's turning into midnight, still nothing. They determine I'm not pregnant. And then, um, Basically, uh, I just got tired of waiting around for them to do a scan because they were so busy. And so I just went home and I got in for an emergency visit with my gyno the next day. And she's like, welcome to menopause. <laughs> You're like, what? I mean, I was pretty relieved it was just that, but I was like, and then of course, since I knew that I took some supplements and it never happened again. And that was my last period. But you never know, you know, everyone's experience is totally different. And I feel like yours was more mellow, right? Like you kind of like mellow. Mine was it. like so non-dramatic. It was, yeah. I, you know, I was probably 49, almost 50. And similar age. I had been extremely irregular with my periods all through my life until I actually got pregnant at 39. And then I became regular like clockwork. And then when I hit 49, I would have one and then I, it I would skip a month or two and then I would have another one. And um, I think that happened twice. And then all of a sudden it was like, bye-bye and done. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, like it took me a couple months. I was like, wait a minute. Am I like, am I in menopause or like, would I consider myself perimenopausal or menopause? I, I was so, I was confused because I didn't like, I had nothing. All of a sudden it was like one day here. And then the next day I'm like, okay. Yeah, the, so it was very quick and, um, very undefined and very easy because I, like I said, I never really had any symptoms and I don't know exactly why. Um, but I can assume that it's because I've like you, you know, been healthy. I eat good. You know, I I've kind of, I ditched like those personal care toxins that can mess with your hormones. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a big one that people and don't going realize. Organic makes a big difference too. I went organic, like for years I've been organic. So all of those things probably really, and you don't realize it, but they really do affect your hormones. They really do like the, oh, yeah. the personal care products and eating non-organic or conventionally grown products or foods and yeah, straight up like chicken and things like that, that are, have hormones. You don't realize how, how much that affects you, but ultimately, and here's the crazy thing, just, I'm going to plug this in here just so women can get the, the things rolling. If you say that you've gone, um, organic or natural in your beauty care products, in your skincare, 
but you're looking, but you look at your label and the very first ingredient is water. Cause most, even natural products, organic products are watered down with tap water. Birth control pills are the number one things found in tap water. So if you think you've ditched the hormones from your skincare products, but you've got tap water in almost everything you're putting on your skin, your deodorant, your face moisturizers, you are still getting birth control and hormones into your body through your personal care products. Trina, that's brilliant. I had never even thought of that. I can't believe that I haven't thought that it makes so much sense. And you know what else they find next to birth control? Antidepressants. Yes. Right. Which so you don't throws off your like if you think you're crazy, you're really not crazy. You're just absorbing all the antidepressants that are making you crazy because they're having that placebo effect. That yeah, and the heavy metals too, and that throws off thyroid. So that's all a good. Heavy metals are in tap water, but they use all of that tap water in your skincare. So I teach my customers to dehydrate your skincare. When you dehydrate your skincare, you actually hydrate your skin. It's like it's amazing, brilliant. And it really is. So anyway, that's just a little tip. But can I, I want to go over really quick because people are going to like, I think a lot of women, the, the the symptoms of menopause are so different for everyone, but I have like 34. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I mean, since I was talking about my sex life, I'm just curious <laughs> when you were going into menopause, how often was that happening? Only because I feel like my giant carry moment those of you who know the movie Carrie, um, was related to this crazy amount of sex in one weekend and then no sex for weeks and then crazy amount of sex and then no sex. Like, did you have more stability in your sex life during your menopause? I'm just curious if there's a correlation. Yeah, I would say yes, only because I'm in a relationship, like, you know, with yeah. my husband, obviously. So, um, marriage. but yeah, so I would say it was probably more steady. Um, I do know that for some women, you know, especially it, it just depends on where you are in your life for some women that are married, like, you know, that trickles down. Yeah. Um, but for some women, and you know, we have to look at this day and age that if you're in your menopausal years or perimenopausal premenopausal years, you might actually be in a second or even a third marriage. So you could be in different spots. Like that's true. That's a good point everybody's in different spots of their life going through this. Yeah. You're single, but you could have been, you were married. So, you know, yeah. everybody's in different spots. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, but I want to go really quick. I want to yeah. go through like the different, because some of these things you might not realize you're going to be suffering from them and you might yeah. not realize that they could be related to menopause. Yes. So I'm just going to run through them. There's like 34. Wow. So we're not talking wow. about like just, of course, the irregular periods, the hot flashes yeah. and night sweats are the common ones that you think about. And that's why you, you really identify a lot of women identify as menopausal, but I'm just going to go through these, this list. So vaginal dryness, um, mood swings, and we'll get into these more later. So I'm just going to run through the list so everybody can go, Oh, check, check, check. Nope. Not me, but check. Um, but you might have a girlfriend that's complaining of this stuff. So you can be like, listen, honey, you're menopausal. Listen to the menopause bitches. Cause they're going to help you. So, um, I, anyway, mood swings, breast soreness, headaches, joint pain, joint pain's a big one that we don't necessarily associate with menopausal or hormonal changes. Um, burning tongue. Have you ever had a burning tongue? That's actually a thing. Yeah. But I thought that was a vitamin B deficiency. 
Um, so it's a menopause well, it has to, menopause symptom. That's interesting. It's a menopause symptom. Yeah. Burning mouth syndrome is another name for it, but we can yeah. go into that another, um, electric shocks, like static electric shocks. Oh, oh interesting. Right. Isn't that cool? So like now yeah. the next time you get an electric shock, you'd be like, look, I'm in menopause <laughs> digestive problems. So maybe it's not, you know, you know, it's not other things that like maybe you're fighting it. It's your hormones. So yeah. And also when your ovaries are inflamed, uh, that causes bloat and digestive issues. In fact, a lot of ovarian, um, issues get misdiagnosed as GI or anything gut related accidentally before they find that it's an ovary thing for that reason. So that yeah. is, um, and digestive is a huge part of, uh, menopause symptoms. Perfect. Yep. Gum problems, gums, like gums. This is my thing, but gums. Yes. A lot of women, I can help you with that. Hang on. That's another episode. Muscle tension. So tight or strained, like this sounds like me to the point of chronic pain. That's me. So maybe I did have a symptom of menopause and I didn't realize it. Wow. Itchy skin, itchy skin, tingly extremities. So if you suffer from tingly extremities, that could be menopause. Other changes include anxiety, fatigue, hair loss, sleep disorders, difficulty concentrating, memory lapse, unexplained dizziness, weight gain. I, you know, we've all got stories about weight gain. That is one thing I can tell you instantly when I went through menopause, that is the one thing I noticed is that I instantly gained like 10 pounds. And then I realized what it was. And I said, Oh no, this honey is not going to do that. I'm not going to live like that. So I took care of it. Um, stress incontinence, um, bloating allergies. So you know, something you were never allergic to before you might now become allergic to it. Brittle nails, body odor, um, irregular heartbeat, depression, irritability, panic disorder, osteoporosis. So those are the other, these are other symptoms or signs that you're in menopause. So if any, if you relate to any of those, we can, we're going to be talking about probably all of those in the course of our next thousand episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, we're going to, not only are we going to have different guests, but we're going to talk a lot just from our education and background and personal experiences and, and, uh, and other things that we've worked with patients on. And we'll be getting to a place where we're taking questions from you guys. We'll be going live into either YouTube or Instagram and taking questions. And we're going to have some help too. We're going to have yeah. some help. We're going to have different products and things that you'll be able to use to help you in the future and, and help you navigate this. And, and the whole thing is we want to create a network. We want you guys to be able to help your friends and be able to spread the word to like, get them through this period because it can be fun. It doesn't have to be this like stigma, you know, of, of being a crone, right? It's like, you can still be fun and sassy and sexy. Oh, sassy. That's a good word. I like that one. Oh, that's, so, that is a good word. So, you know, I'm just really happy for those of you that end up watching our first episode. So grateful for you. So happy yeah. to be connected. So happy to, that Trina and I decided to do this and, and how funny it was. And, and just to tell really quick on that story. When she, oh yeah. Cause that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> when how she, did we come up with this? 
Right. Well, <laughs> she she came and she was staying with me to guest on someone else's podcast. And um, and we were like, oh, we should watch the episode uh, just to see what you'll be dealing with tomorrow. And we so we I have um, a smart TV. So we brought the YouTube up on my TV and we were watching it and we were like, oh, we're just as funny. We could do this. Why don't we do this? Because it's it's uh, a podcast about women in their 30s, like going from their 20s to their 30s. I'm like, has anyone ever done done this for women going into menopause like our demographic? And uh, we were, and we were like, yeah, we, we, why don't we just do this? And then, and then you, Trina, you were like, yeah, menopause bitches. And I'm like, yeah, let's call it menopause bitches. And that's kind of how it started. And, you know, I mean, we, we packed a lot into the two days you were here and just really excited to be doing this. I feel on fire. I feel, I mean, not literally, but figuratively, I'm not burning, but I'm excited. I feel like hey, that was a symptom. So I believe. I know that's why I said that. That's exactly why I said that. <laughs> I know. I got that. I got that, Bob. So here we are. I don't know if you um, are listening and you um, relate more to Monica being the single woman in LA. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't live in LA, but you can live through Monica. You live anywhere. She's gonna post pictures about her nightlife. And all of the drinks, my, my right. big nightlife. <laughs> yeah, but and or if you relate to me, a, a married mom, you know, with younger children, older children, doesn't matter. But in the Midwest, Ohio, um, we've got it covered. We being have friends or being an entrepreneur. Yes. And, and we've got a lot of connections between the two of us yep. and it's mostly natural type of connection. So and when well, I say natural, I mean, natural solutions for whatever you're looking yeah. for. So we have a lot of treating yourself or helping yourself. I don't even want to say treating yourself, but really just helping your body naturally support yeah. itself through these changes so that you can, you know, live healthy into your eighties and even nineties. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, and this is my tagline, treat the source, not the symptom. And that's yeah. what we're here for. We're here to provide anecdotes, stories, things you can relate to, support, solutions and answers. And I'm just so happy you're here. Please continue to follow us and subscribe. And I'm looking tell your friends. to this journey. <laughs> yeah. Tell your friends Thanks, too. Bye. <laughs>